Hi, and welcome to the Gamer Get podcast. This is a podcast where we get gamers on to talk about games and the latest gaming news with a focus on Japan. This is episode four. I'm your host, Genki, a gamer living in Japan and making tweets and videos on games in Japan. And today we have a very special guest joining us for today's show. Please welcome, straight from New York City, one of the biggest Final Fantasy VII fans out there, and one half of the What's Up PlayStation podcast. And the best lisp on YouTube, the one and only Jay Bari. How's it going? Hey, Genki man, I appreciate the intro. I, I love the fact that you got the best lisp in there because Genki is no deny. There's no, there's no, it's, it's, it's a fact that I do have the best lisp on YouTube, man. But I appreciate the invite, <laughs> man. I, I'm just ready to have some fun, man. Um, here in the podcast, yeah. I've been a big fan of you for a very long time. You've always been a very oh, cool person. Uh, from the spaces that we always met, you know, talking about Final Fantasy and, you know, talking about whatever, about game lore and whatnot. And uh, yeah, man, it's a pleasure being here. Um, and I'm very, very excited to see the topics and very, very excited to talk about it, man. So let's get it. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jabari. Yeah. I've been uh, following you on uh, yeah, Twitter because like, yeah, you're a big Final Fantasy VII fan. And uh, yeah, I've yeah. been watching you, you and Persona's content a lot on uh, your WhatsApp playstation podcast yeah so yeah definitely um check that out if you're a playstation fan definitely check out jay barry's podcast the what's up playstation podcast and that's on every saturday right in the u.s yeah every saturday 11 a.m eastern time um here it's funny too the final fantasy 7 is like the birth of that that podcast everything is like themed around oh, it you know or, yeah or, yeah i, I like your you avatars know, you got your... yeah avatars is is cloud and strike uh cloud and zach so, you know what I mean? The Final Fantasy VII is a, is a huge part of our lives there at What's Up PlayStation. So we got to pay homage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, definitely follow um, Jay Barry on his YouTube channel as well. you got a YouTube as well, right? Yeah. Yep. You cover lots of uh, Japanese games and Final Fantasy as well. And a lot of uh, Japanese Absolutely. RPGs. Okay, definitely go check that out. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. I got I got a few theory videos coming out for Final Fantasy VII. And we'll oh, rebirth yes. as well, man. But we'll get to there. We'll get to there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your uh, YouTube? Where can they find you on the YouTube? Oh, yeah. Uh, my YouTube is jbari. Um, you should see me. Um, pretty much our PlayStation uh, YouTube channel. Where I do play a lot of games on there. You know, I upload mm -hmm. a lot of boss fights and tutorials and stuff like that. Um, where now I'm just more focusing on, like, gameplay and giving my thoughts on a lot of the games. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. I had, like, you know, Foam Stars, Impressions. Uh, my uh, Infinity Strash, Dragon uh, Quest, Adventures of Die impressions, you know, Final Fantasy reaction videos and whatnot. I will be doing like a playthrough of Final Fantasy VII again uh, before, you know, Rebirth comes out. So, oh, nice. you know, stuff like that on my channel. A lot of boss fights, uploads and all that stuff as well, man. Oh, yeah, I appreciate the awesome. shout out. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, definitely go check that out. Okay, so let's uh, get into the main part of the show. Um, to start the show, uh, usually we like to talk to our guests and in this part of the podcast we like to hear about people's gamer origins to find out how people got into video games so yeah for Jay Barry, i would love to hear about like how you got into video games and uh, especially like games from japan oh absolutely man um to be honest, the, the first video game i actually played was on a tiger handheld um you know i mean oh. coming up from jamaica because that's where i'm originally born you oh, know, nice. here uh to the united states 
And my mom, she got us the original uh, Super Nintendo, not Super Nintendo, but the original NES. And I've uh, been playing a lot of those, you know, Mario game. Mario is what really got me into gaming, that and Duck Hunts and whatnot. Um, but when it came to, like, all, even though those games are Japanese, like, centric games, like the Metroids and all that stuff, I wasn't thinking it, thinking of it that way. You know, I was still just a young little kid that's playing whatever, whatever. But yeah. when it came to, like, the Sega Genesis, when we got that, uh, what got me into, like, like my, my favorite genre um, was my first RPG I ever played, which was Yeast 3. Uh, back oh, wow. in the Sega Genesis. And um, it, I know I had the game late because, you know, now that we're old and we got, you know, information and all that. The game, yeah, it came out in 91, but I was playing that like in 93, 94, you know, my first time playing it. And I loved the hell out of that game, man. You know I mean? I enjoyed it a lot. Where Yeez is like one of my favorite franchises is due to that game, you know? And when it, the, remake, the remake or the remaster, whatever you want to call it, um, Ofa Flegana uh, came out on the PSP loved it that that made me love the game even more because what they've done and you know, the changes and all that stuff for the game i uh, loved it but that game got me into playing other games you know especially when i got my um super nintendo i got my super nintendo pretty late like in 96 i got a super nintendo before a playstation and that's when i got into final fantasy that's when i got into chrono trigger you know um the earthbound series and all that stuff and yo, I just I had a, a wonderful, amazing time. Especially Chrono Shit. That game almost made me cry to be honest. <laughs> you know, I'm a young little kid. Uh, but yeah, Final Fantasy VI, my first Final Fantasy game, got me really excited. But when I started seeing that them commercials of Final Fantasy VII, you know what happened, happened Genki. I was begging my mom, I was like, listen, we gotta get this PlayStation. All my friends got a PlayStation. I don't have a PlayStation. And uh it was a year later. No, it was still in the same year, in, in, in 96, where it was around, like, Thanksgiving time where I got my uh, PlayStation. You know, we was playing, like, Crash and whatnot. But, you know, waiting for that, that Final Fantasy. When I got that Final Fantasy VII, it was over from there. You know, a lot of games, you know, I started replaying, recollecting myself. You know, all the stuff that I missed. You know, I got into, like, writing, like, strategy guides and guides for my friends. I was starting, like, games and RPGs. But I always still, I always had that love, especially being older now, you know, getting ready to go in like high school and stuff. Always had that love for, uh, you know, Japanese centric games. But those are like my favorite games uh, that I played. You know what I mean? When it comes to like my favorite franchises all the time, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts. That's number one. Number two, always, you know, and those games really just got me into playing a whole bunch of other games, you know what I mean? Uh, from Square Enix. I love Square Enix to death, you know. A lot of people look at me as a PlayStation um, guy, which I am, but it's, it's for me, it's PlayStation, <laughs> Square Enix, you know what I mean? It's always been <laughs> oh, yeah. my, my or Square Soft, however you want to say it, you know, from back in the day. Uh, always been my go-to, man. But yeah, that's that's what really got me into it, man. Like Yeez uh, 3 is really what got me into like Japanese, you know, games and going from there, just look, couldn't look back. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Uh, yeah, that you got into uh, uh year series at such a young age <laughs> that's so cool oh yeah yeah because uh, the yeah. box art looked cool you know it looked different i was like i'll play this because before it was just all like beat em ups you know streets of rage and you know street fighter and all that but i i play sit down play some yees and i and to this day it's one of my favorite franchises yees i love mm-hmm. it today I, i'm so so upset that i can't play uh nordics uh 10. Oh, okay yeah Hopefully but you know they... i just wait i waited out yeah, hopefully they sort to get the localization done soon for that. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Oh, and it's cool. You also like you came from the uh, Caribbean, 
Um, like my yeah. dad is also from the Caribbean. He was born in the Caribbean, and then he moved to England when he was like ten. Um, okay. Like he's from Grenada, so I mm-hmm. uh, also got some Caribbean family. So it's uh, cool to see. Yo, you remember the first time I, I met you? You remember what I called you? Oh, yeah. I was like, Yo, Genki, uh-huh. this is my cousin. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. Just let you know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, that's that's awesome. But yeah, you also into like uh, similar games and stuff. And uh, yeah, also like um, like you said with um, you and Persona doing the um, What's Up PlayStation podcast and like uh, Final Fantasy yeah. VII was a big inspiration for that. Uh, yeah, for me, like Final Fantasy VII Remake was like my inspiration to like starting the Twitter stuff and like getting on social nice. media. Uh, like after I got a PS5, then I started uh, tweeting a lot. And um, yeah, I got into, before that I got, um, Final Fantasy 7 remake uh, on release and then I was like mm-hmm. super hyped for like the Yuffie DLC and I was tweeting more and more <laughs> and then yeah um, yeah that's how yeah, I, I remember though. I remember those days because I seen I remember seeing you come into the spaces and we was talking you know when you got your chance you, you said your your thing and whatnot but yeah I remember I remember those times uh, you know you being in the spaces early when that around that game came out or when the integrated part was coming out with Yuffie DLC yeah, yeah, with the Yuffie stuff, yeah. So, yeah, we owe a lot to uh, Final Fantasy series and Square Enix. So, yeah, shout absolutely, out to Square Enix. <laughs> so, yeah, Aya, but thanks for thanks for your story there. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, and, like, yeah, he's still very passionate about uh, video games and other uh, games from Japan as well, which I like to mm-hmm. see. Okay, so uh, let's get into the news for this week. So we'll start off with um, story number one which is about the Tokyo Game Show 2023. So yeah, I was lucky enough to attend the Tokyo Game Show this year. And yeah, it was a really cool show. And uh, there, there was like so many people there, especially on the public days. It was like super crowded, like like shoulder to shoulder people, like going through like the, the aisles and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was really good to see so many people there. And I got to play a few games. Um, I can just highlight a few. Um, one I got to play was Decker Police, which is a new game from Level Five, and oh, yeah, yes. that's a I'm cool like that, man. yeah, yeah, that's like a cool um, RPG, but it has like these detective elements as well, uh, like uh, like puzzles and like you have to like solve the crime and then you can go into the battles. Yeah, um, what what did you think of that game? Are you looking forward to that one, Jaybri? Oh, abs- absolutely. Uh, when I saw it on the um, I think it was the Nintendo Direct the first time seeing it. Yeah, I- I- I'm a yeah. huge fan of Level Five. I love their I love their artwork when it comes to their games. Mm. Uh they usually make a lot of fun engaging um RPG games. I really love like the, the Nino Nino Kuni uh series and whatnot. I didn't oh, get into yeah. the the Yoka. I think they did Yoka watching all that stuff too, man. But I didn't get to, to that stuff. But um the Deca Police, I love the art style. It looks really good. I seen like a um I think it was like a four minute like gameplay and it was like, yeah, man, I I, I can't wait to play this like level five. They don't they don't they don't miss with me personally so mm-hmm. very very excited for this new franchise that they're making here and it looks cool i like the crime theme suspend based type rpg i like it a lot man it reminds me a little bit of like the latent series a little bit but mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah they're definitely like the detective elements somewhat yeah. like, like later yeah and the presentation is really nice as well like they got like really dynamic camera angles like anime style uh like uh like yeah. graphics yeah yeah it looks really cool that's nice and another game i played was sandland which is the new game from uh bandai namco 
based on the manga by Akira Toriyama. And yeah, that was really cool. Like I was super impressed. I was quite surprised because I thought it was just like a like a manga like tie-in game, but it actually seems more impressive. It's like got this open world that you can drive around in. It's kind of like um, Mad Max, kind of op- like a post-apocalyptic open world. And then you can drive around in your car and you can jump out and like uh, beat up enemies and then jump back in your car and drive around and beat up some dinosaurs. And yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> and yeah, I was quite surprised. And the graphics look super nice. Um, yeah, so I would recommend that one as well. It's coming on PlayStation and uh, Xbox, I think. As, yeah, just So wh- where where did you like... Um, play like Deca Police and like St- Sandland. What what like platform was like the Switch you played De- Deca Police on, and then you play Sandland like on PlayStation. On um everything was like most of the games at TGS are on PlayStation Five. Um, I think that's just because like they want to show the game off in the best way possible. So like most of the demo units for like multi platform games they're usually running on PlayStation Five. So for Deca Police, they only had PS5. They didn't have any Switch versions. Oh, I'm yeah, surprised. which is kind of a surprise because it was only shown at the Nintendo Direct so far, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, pretty much. Nintendo was where it debuted on mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah, yeah. But at TGS, they just had like I think they had like eight boot like demo stations, and they were all PlayStation Five. Okay. And same with Sandland, it was all PlayStation Five. Yeah, like Sandland, I don't really have like a. Um like a background with it i'm a big fan of toriyama's work but when i saw this i had to do some research like i i never seen this before mm-hmm. it's like one of his early early uh stuff um yeah i haven't read it either i didn't know that much about it either until like they <laughs> dropped that trailer i was like oh and i yeah. went back and looked at looked it up but yeah i think if you're a fan of like akira toriyama especially his art style then you like this one because like that they do the art style really really well like that nice. classic dragon ball Dragon Ball Z art style. It looks really nice in this game. So, yeah. How's the combat with it? Is it like, what's uh, the combat like? Is it action Yeah, it's quite, it's action based game. Like, you just go out, uh, mash on square, and then you do like these melee attacks, like your classic action Japanese games. Um, then you can do like specials. But it's cool because like you can run around quite a lot and it's like quite free. Like, it's very open world. So, you can like run around and like attack people from different angles or uh evade attacks and stuff like that but yeah it's it plays like a classic action japanese action game like you just smash square and you do the, these melee, melee combos and then you press like triangle or r1 to do specials you know it's like a classic uh yeah classic Cop, japanese gotcha. action game yeah yeah but it's cool like you can get in tanks and cars and drive around and stuff like that so yeah it adds a bit more different elements to it so that was definitely cool. on my radar i definitely on my radar to see I, I i play a lot of bandai games as well so i'm normally a sucker for what they put out yeah yeah i was quite surprised that the production level is it's like higher than i thought it would be so i think you would like it and i also played a bit of tekken 8 uh yeah i'm not big that big on the, the fighting games but yeah this looked really impressive yeah are you a big tekken fan yeah, I like Tekken a lot, man. Um, I got to play the beta two times. Oh, nice! You um, got into the... like the the closed beta, yeah. Mm. You know, shout out to Wolf Wolf uh, Wolfgang Mishima. Uh, he's the one that hooked me up with the code. Oh, sweet. first time. But yeah, I, I'm really digging Tekken Eight. I like how aggressive and how offensive it is. Um, I was learning a new character that I never played in Tekken before. It was it was June? I never played her in the series, the prior uh, games. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. still kind of waiting for like my main main. Uh, to play but you know a couple of my mains in there steve fox um leo um is in there and i, I think i'm gonna rock with june as well but if once once uh 
you know, Julia uh, Chan gets in there, then you know, I'm I'm ready to ball. But yeah, I, I like taking a, I like taking it a lot, man. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. What I played with it would look really cool. I was really impressed with the graphics. Yeah, I played with Jonah as well, and um, yeah, she looks really cool. And like the animations are super stylish, even though I'm not very good at fighting games. But uh, yeah, I was impressed, like just by like uh, how much better it looks. So yeah, I'm really impressed with like the presentation and the graphics of this new Tekken game. Um, nice. I might might pick it up later. Was on. was you fighting against other people, or was like a computer kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I was fighting with um, Ty from um, as a, f- a friend from the Famicast website. Um, yeah, okay, but he's nice. like a pro. <laughs> He's like he like enters fighting tournaments and stuff, and he was like oh, using a fight stick. Yeah, okay. yeah, he was in practice. <laughs> yeah, because I I just picked up the controller and, and he picked up because like you can choose at each demo station you can choose like the fight stick or controller and okay. um, yeah he went with the fight stick I just went with the controller because yeah I think it's like I played Tekken in like PS2 PS3 days. <laughs> you know you know you're a beast when you're playing Tekken with a fight stick because. <laughs> I play with fight sticks or fighting games, but I can't play like 3D fighting games with a fight stick. I gotta use a controller. Oh, and okay. yeah. Uh, yeah, I can tell you, he's a monster. He's a <laughs> yeah, he went straight for the fight stick. I was like, nope, I'm gonna go for the PlayStation 5 controller. <laughs> and I also got to check out um, Resident Evil 4 VR with the PlayStation nice. VR 2. And yeah, I was quite impressed. Uh, it was very immersive and like it's much more scary and there's a lot more atmosphere. Uh, in the game, and yeah, I was impressed with the 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 PlayStation VR too. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit hard to move around sometimes. Like the camera is set, and then you have to use the analog stick to like change where you're looking. Um, but once okay. it's set, and then you like, then you're like shooting and stuff. They're, like the shooting felt really good, and like really accurate. Like I felt like where I was shooting is where it was hitting. So yeah, I was really impressed with the VR and like the how immersive it was. But yeah. I think it's something you have to try to experience but yeah it felt really yeah, cool no, normally normally when it comes to like vr like a first person shooter game like that um they mm-hmm. have the two controls where you have the ones where you use the right stick and it's like a directed kind of you know stationary movement but it also yeah, has yeah. a smooth movement like uh oh, okay you know like a regular uh game so Maybe that wasn't in, in the options, but you know, you use this like, let me just give this a try. Let me see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only had like uh, 15 minutes with it or like 20 minutes. Yeah, they had the one where, where they it's put like you in, the, in the beginning of the game. Yeah, the yeah. They just area. put you in like right at the beginning, like when you get out of the car and uh, you approach ah, the gotcha. village and you like go in the cabin and then the zombie jumps you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it looked really cool, like looking around the environment, like you go across this like wooden chain bridge and then you can look down at the river and like yeah it's really cool like the depth and immersion and it feels like much more scary because like you're in the environment yeah yeah like like typically when it comes to vr all right i'm i'm like a scaredy cat when it comes to the scary games oh yeah (laughs) i feel like i would get re4 vr due to i've i've played this game so much like i put like over 100 hours already in this game and i know the ins and out of it so i feel like i can I'm, i'm comfortable but yeah, 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 I know VR is a different experience. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like, even if you know like what's coming, like when you see it in real yeah, life, it's like, exactly. it's like damn. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, give it a go though, but I know yeah, give I it know, a go. I, I know I'm really scared though. Yeah, just try the shooting and like the knife throwing and that kind of stuff. It's like it feels really good. So yeah, maybe just give that a try. That'd be cool. Absolutely. And uh, also got to try a bit of Dragon's Dogma too. And the demo was only like 15 minutes um, and like the area was really open, like 
like really open world and wide um so like a lot of the demo i was just running like running in the environment um but when i got to the combat bits like the combat felt really solid and um like yeah look you're working with like your teammates and uh yeah they were like supporting you and healing you and yeah i think yeah it's a look really impressive but i could tell it's still quite early in development or i'm not sure mm-hmm. when it will come out um it should be sooner than people expect because they already got the demo out but i'm not sure when it they didn't they didn't they still don't have a release date uh for it but yeah it felt yeah I'm, I'm, really i was good. actually shocked i'm i'm actually shocked there's a demo because I, I i maybe i missed that tweet that you made for dragon's dogma I know Persona is like a, a huge fan of this series. Like I I haven't really gotten into it, mm-hmm. but he tells me all the time like how Dragon's Dama is like such a great game. Definitely get into it. But yeah, you saying that um when you got into combat, the performance it was pretty good. It was it felt good or whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the when you attack, it feels like really solid and like like the impacts feel good as well. Yeah, and like you can like pick up the <laughs> pick up the little elves. Like the little elves were shielding, you can just pick them up and like chuck them over your shoulder and then run around with them. It's quite funny. Like you can oh, do nice. stuff like that. And uh yeah, the environments felt really big and uh uh like the town felt really nice as well. Like when you go to the, the town, it feels really interactive mm-hmm. and like uh like smooth as well. You can just transition from that open world into the towns really nicely. Yeah, it felt quite good. Um but yeah, oh, yeah that's think... that's that's good to hear, man, because Person- yeah, like I said, Persona he he's dying to play this game and uh just mm. hearing you saying that stuff that's that's really good sign because mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be way out too i was like there's no way this is coming out probably even next year but the fact that you playing the demo and it's playing pretty good mm-hmm. possibly come out next year for sure yeah yeah hopefully it'll come out soon yeah because capcom was saying like they have this other big game that they expect to sell millions before march so maybe it could be that <laughs> Like, cause I don't see Monster Hunter like suddenly getting dropped like really soon, or like a new RE remake or anything like that. So maybe, maybe like they're hoping it can come out like early twenty twenty four, but we'll see. <laughs> please, after after Rebirth, please, Capcom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, let's hope for that. Yeah, but that's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I also want to talk about um a bit about Sony at tgs because i know you're a big uh, playstation fan and yeah. um yeah for me like uh, one point was like i wish sony would have a big booth again at uh, tgs because like uh, after 2019 then they stopped doing shows or any shows anywhere really but um it's a shame that they don't do it in uh, japan because like japan is like like a, their home one of their home bases and yeah i, f- I felt they should do more at for tgs because like they used to do um the only thing they had this time was like a small indie area where they were showcasing like five or six indie games but that was like in the indie area and it was quite small and they had some like ads for like psvr2 and some like um displays of uh, uh toro mm-hmm. the cat or something like that but yeah uh i wish they had like maybe showing off uh spider-man or maybe just some partnership games like um, the games that were in the state of play or something like that would be cool yeah, yeah i i agree 100 percent with you man um i made the same type of tweet as well where i was like yeah i'm disappointed once again playstation not at tgs normally when i think about tgs i always think about like playstation leading off tgs with their early morning show that i usually get up at like three o'clock you know four o'clock to watch um mm-hmm. and they present whatever games 
Like, I just feel like you are in the market to compete within this territory, but I feel like you're getting too complacent that, uh, you know, you like have like a strong presence or whatnot. Just hearing you say like, you know, majority of these games were on PS5 being mm-hmm. demoed and played. I feel like PlayStation is getting so complacent that, oh yeah, our partners and these games are being played on PlayStation. So that's us being at TGS. Nah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. Like, yeah. I feel like you need to build that rapport back with the Japanese audience. I could be wrong about this, but this is how I feel. Where you have a showcase, you present it like you did normally. Stop cutting costs under the Jim Ryan era or whatnot. But that stuff, you got to build a good rapport with people. Even if it's showing something over again, you never know. Somebody might have missed that. You know, somebody might have not known that, oh, this is a game coming to PlayStation as well. I don't know. You know, it, it can always slip past people. But I don't like that PlayStation is in, is in a market like Japan and not really competing for the audience eyes when it comes to celebrating gaming at, at Tokyo Game Show. You know, and the fact that hearing that they only had like, you know, an indie booth and some VR games. Meanwhile, you're, you have Spider-Man 2 coming out and you are having people come into headquarters to, to play the game and you not have the demo there. Like what Square Enix did with Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth, very, very smart. People, influencers, you know, uh, publications, they came in to the headquarters, they played the game, but you also had the demo there at TGS because this is your market. This is where your origins is from. You got to respect that, man. And I, I, I don't feel like PlayStation is respecting that for the last couple of years now. Yeah, I've, I share the same sentiment. Yeah, I think it would have been nice if they had to uh, show some more love to Japan. I know they still have a lot of presence and they're doing like third-party deals. But yeah, you feel like some, some things I take it for granted. And yeah, as you said, like yeah, TGS, like most of the games there were played on PlayStation 5. So like even that they don't have a booth there, like the presence is like really big there in terms of like all the games are using PlayStation 5 consoles. Like most of like, I would say like 80% of the games or like are PlayStation 5, like that much yeah. in terms of the third party stuff. Um, like, because I think Nintendo, like, they have their own show. Like, they do Nintendo Lives. So, like, they're serving their market in their own way. So that, And traditionally, they never attended TGS ever, Nintendo. So, like, yeah. uh, that's understandable. But PlayStation, they used to attend. So it's really disappointing for me yeah, as they well. Had a, they had a showcase all the time. They always yeah, had a yeah, showcase yeah. every TGS. Yeah, they used, yeah, yeah, exactly. And now they just, like, they just send Shuhei there. And he just hangs around the indie corner. And that's it. They don't, they're around, not... Yeah. They don't really do anything that that big like they used to, which is like a shame for me. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, that can change and they can start to put more importance uh, back on Japan. Um, but we'll see. Change. They need that to change, man. But yeah, I share the same sentiment as you, what you said. But yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, and that's a good, really good point you made about like a rebirth. Like uh, they had these all these demo stations. Uh, for rebirth like over 100 demo stations for rebirth so like lots of public could try it um but yeah so it would be nice for sony to do like a few demo stations for spider-man and get the hype up in japan for playstation and for spider-man yeah that would have been cool what are they thinking not having that game there you know you Mm -hmm. had like a what a month yeah end of september like why not have that game you you was already spreading the news of people playing the game and giving it thoughts, uh, you know, within that week or whatnot, but not be there. Mm-hmm. TGS is just a bummer. I yeah. didn't like that at all. But yeah, let's move on to story number two, which is our 
main story. And that's uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth at the Tokyo Game Show. And we got a lot of news after that as well. And yeah, I'm sure uh, Jay Barrio is uh, super happy uh, with all the news oh, we got. Listen, man, you have you have me smiling ear to ear, man. Like everybody that was just just like disclosing all the news, I was bookmarking, I was screenshotting because I know I was, I was dropping videos. I was happy. <laughs> Thank yeah, you for you guys pizza. dropping all the news and the 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 interpretations and whatnot, man. Because that's that's really dope, man. Yeah, yeah, it was super cool being there. I think like that was like the biggest game at TGS, like by far, uh, like the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And like on the public days, the lines got filled up super fast, and like the lines were going all the way out into like the outside areas as well. And like they had to start giving tickets. And like those tickets finished really soon. So like, yeah, even though they had like a hundred units and they were like shuffling in people, a hundred people at a time, uh, like even like even though they had that, like the the demand for the game was like super high. So that was really cool to see. And nice. uh, yeah, I was lucky because I got to go on like the business days, which is like um, for like uh, industry people and press and stuff. And um, so I got to play like three times the demo. Like I just got in the line and then because it's a hundred people, you don't have to wait so long. So I just waited like half an hour and then I could go in and play again. So I played three times <laughs> and like the demo is, uh, the, the TGS demo was like 25 minutes long. Um, so maybe I played like a bit of an hour. A demo, man. Yeah. That's yeah. A demo. And I had like two parts. It had, um, the part with, um, Cloud and Sephiroth, like the flashback scene when they're going to the Nibelheim reactor. And then this other part of the demo was like the more open world part where you're uh, playing as um, Cloud with the party, like Red, Barra, Tifa, Aerith. And uh, that part's more open world, like you can ride chocobos and you're like going up to Junon or under Junon. And yeah, that bit, you can see like how much the game has evolved from the first one with all the new elements and stuff. Um, yeah, did you see any of the demo footage? Oh all? yeah, I, I, I watch a lot of footage on the game. Uh, I, I watch impressions as well. I even want you to reiterate, man, and how mm. it felt to play mm. as Seth Roth. Oh. You know, talk to me, Shaky Man. Talk Ooh. to me. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. As soon, as soon as I could, I was like, like you press, I think, R2 or R1, and then you can, like, uh, switch to Sephiroth. So I did that straight oh, away. Right. <laughs> I, was like, I know okay. that's why that was at. When they see, oh, you can play a Sephiroth? Oh, man. He was yeah, yeah. jumping that line. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Sephiroth felt super cool. Like, like he's uh, got his normal melee attacks, but um, he has this special uh, teleportation move. Like, you press circle, and then you can teleport right up to the enemy and then keep, uh, like, meleeing them with the square button. So yeah, that was awesome. Like, and yeah, he also has these cool specials, uh, like these special abilities as well, and the tag team abilities. But yeah, playing as him was super impressive and super cool. Uh, yeah, the the teleportation move is like uh, the Phoenix Shift in Final Fantasy sixteen. So yeah, that felt really awesome. Oh, so it's, like <laughs> a, it's like a it's like a warp. Yeah, yeah, warp. Yeah, yeah. You just warp closer so, to the enemy, and then you can. How continue. did how did uh, the Masamune feel? Did it feel like you had the range? Ooh. Like. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> oh man, you get me. Oh yeah, yeah. Jay Barry, yeah, yeah, yeah. For real, man. Oh yeah, Sephiroth feels so good, and like, yeah, the Masamune, yeah, you can really feel like, yeah, the range of it, and um, yeah, you can really feel like the combos and the animations for the attacks. They're like super clean, mm -hmm. and like so nice, and like, yeah, I was just like, woo, 
Okay, I just uh, I just wanted to what? play Sephiroth, even though like you want to try a, out some what of the a genius way. What a genius way to like, because they saying that's like the tutorial part right of the game. Yeah, it looks like it. What a, what a genius way to learn to like. I here's the new um combat uh you know iteration stuff that's happening in Rebirth. You're learning it with like one of the most OP characters in the game. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's dope, man. Yeah, and he has like some his case some cool special attacks as well. Yeah, and um, I played that part of the demo twice, and then I played the nice. open world part uh, one time. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I really like that <laughs> playing a sufferer. <laughs> <laughs> I went, yeah, I went back to play again. Um, but yeah, um, he's yeah, he was super cool, and like the tag team animations are really cool as well. And yeah, yeah um, this part of the demo was like kind of more like um, like a Sony first party game, like the exploration part, kind of like an Uncharted mm. or um, uh, yeah, like or Last of Us kind of um, yep. exploration. I, I like that, man. Yeah, yeah, you start off um, with Cloud, and of course, in the open world, you can only run around as Cloud, and Sephiroth's, like, following you behind. Um, oh, and Tifa was there as well, <laughs> Cow Cowboy, yeah, she, uh, the Cowboy following suit Tifa, me, yeah, me, following me, you. The, uh, the guide. Yeah, yeah, and the extra Shinra officer. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys who that person is, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you guys... But no, I, I, think, I think that's super cool, um, having that as the opening or even having that as a demo it's just so smart to have that because that, that's going to draw a lot of eyes on the game going to attract a lot of people because it's the first time really in a mainline final fantasy game not like the you know the city series or whatnot that you're actually controlling and using um you know seth Rob. so very very mm -hmm. smart demo yeah, yeah it was really cool and like yeah you're climbing up uh cliff faces and like they got those yellow ledges like you see in uncharted games or like last of mm -hmm. us that you can climb up so yeah, that was that was not in a re remake, and they got these like shimmy. There's a part you have to shimmy across this narrow ledge on a cliff, and there's little rocks on on the wooden planks, and then as you walk past them, the rocks like fall down into the abyss. So it's like really like cinematic, and like they're going for that like kind of Sony cinematic feel, and they're adding like lots of little details like that as well, and like um, the map I'm, I'm, is. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it because the flashback mm -hmm. scene is such a an integral part of the story. And yeah, just yeah. having that quality and all that stuff there, that retelling of that, is mm -hmm. everything I wanted, like in a remake kind of uh, thing, man. So very happy to hear that. Oh yeah, one thing I noticed as well, Jabari, is like in the cutscenes, like because they're now like in HD and stuff. Like Cloud is like uh, his mannerisms are like uh, are like Zach's. So like if you mm -hmm. played the original, you'll know what that means. But yeah, that's really cool that they're putting like those kind of extra details in the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I like I like that too. Um. I was definitely like watching a lot of um you know the demos and you know people posting up their gameplay and whatnot and I definitely caught that that's the way our cloud is standing and how he's talking I'm like yeah they they're nailing that aspect yeah. as well just giving more of that uh from the original well loving it man mm -hmm. yes. I, I can't wait I can't wait <laughs> oh yeah I tell you I think yeah you're probably like one of the most excited guys for this game on the internet <laughs> yeah that's thank you I, I that's why I had to have you on today. <laughs> When when that day launches, man, I'm just gonna be. You're not even probably gonna see me on Twitter. I'm just gonna be <laughs> sitting in that world and just taking it all in, breathing it all in, man. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. the open world aspect now. You know what I mean? Ooh. The performance. Talk to me. How was the performance in the open world um, aspect of the game from the from the other side of the demo? Oh yeah, so yeah, the uh, the second part of the demo, you like you're in a more open world and you're going to Junon or the, like under Junon. 
and yeah that yeah that was really impressive because like straight away there's a chocobo in front of you and you can just jump on the chocobo <laughs> so that was really cool and it's like a black one with like this like red armor stuff on it yeah and it was like whoa like yeah this is a lot different <laughs> from remake and uh, like you can run around and then as soon as you jump on your chocobo like the whole team hurt, like jumps on chocobos as well so that was really cool and just seeing red on the on the chocobo running around like i spent a few minutes just like watching red on the chocobo running around a red 13 yeah. uh that was awesome but yeah the, the open world areas they're really cool and like i like how the chocobo moves as well like um to get on the chocobo you can just walk into it you don't have to press any buttons so oh, really okay yeah that was cool like in final fantasy 16 it's a bit tricky sometimes jumping on the chocobo because you have to press like the mount button to get on it yeah. onto it uh, but here like you just walk into the chocobo and it automatically jumps on the chocobo or mounts the chocobo so that was really cool and then like you just run around and you can do this like there's a jump button but it's like a really small jump it's not like a final fantasy 16 where it's like a massive jump and you can like float it's just like a small hop oh so there's, oh there's a jump button with the uh, chocobo yeah yeah but it's more like a hop okay, button it's not it doesn't do that <laughs> do that much um it's maybe more for like traversing probably um it, it looks it looks faster than the one uh for final fantasy 16 because the mm -hmm. other uh like the big tgs demo um with hamaguchi where he, where he was showing yeah, yeah they were moving pretty fast they were speeding through. i was like oh damn this yeah, yeah. Was, is, is moving I, I think i was in a more like in that junon area it's not as open world as like the area they showed in that um in that in other demo and the grasslands demo yeah so it's a bit more like pass you have to run down so it's harder to get that much build up that much speed because uh, like you're running down like all these the, the roads and stuff um but yeah gotcha. yeah it's cool like you can like switch to running and one one question i want to ask you too with the open world uh demo that you played um was yuffie in your party oh no not at that point no because like you go up to the the demo ends at the part where you meet yuffie and that they like changed up here so um yeah uh, so before gotcha. that she's not in your party yeah, because like that demo ends on the bit where you meet Yuffie. Yeah, which is a really cool how they changed it up that part. It's, uh, yeah. But yeah, the open world part is really cool because like they have these new like items around. Like uh, they, um, you, you can craft stuff in this game. And there's a lot of crafting materials out in the open world. And uh, it kind of reminds me of Forspoken. Like the, it has like these lines above the items that you can pick up. And you yeah. go up to them and you just press was triangle or something to pick up pick them up um so yeah there's a lot more items in the open world that you could use for like crafting and stuff compared to remake where it was just like potions and chests in the open world um but here's like there's a lot of items that you can pick up in open yeah, world. remake was just, just, just yeah items potions and even when you play hard mode you could even uh use them but, um, <laughs> yeah, how, how, how did how did you how did you feel about the menus you know what I mean? Like Ooh. I, I know this yeah, this yeah. nerd talk we get into. But how did <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you, how did you feel about the menus? Did you like the the new um menus that they put in there? Oh yeah, yeah, I really like the new menus. Like um, they're really impressive as well. Um, and like they change angles depending on like um your the menu you select, kind of like Final Fantasy sixteen. 
um yeah. like if you choose the standard menu it's like full body but then if you go into like the item or like the equipment menu it zooms in on their face and they're like slowly move in like this idle animation uh while you're doing the options yeah it's really cool and like you get like all lined up on this uh i think the backgrounds depending on where you are in the game um nice so it's real yeah. time yeah 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 and they have like this set background for each area probably and yeah for the junon area it's like this um like uh like ruin kind of old style building in the background I like this yellow ruin building in the, in the background. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, yeah, you, the menus, yeah, they're really impressive. And like, they're just uh, enhancing on the, the remake menus, which I thought were really good. Uh, but they're yeah. just making it more interactive and like more like uh, real-time engine, in-engine graphics going on in the background. I like that, man. Having a nice, upbeat, stylistic menu goes a long way man especially if like it's intuitive and you can ease you can get to the things that you want to get to easily mm -hmm. i thought remake menu was amazing but when i seen this i was like oh wow like mm -hmm. they, they're sprucing this thing up they're making it yeah. more lively they're making it more interactive i'm like yeah great yeah. Great, great job <laughs> great job yeah it's really good because yeah as you said like the remake uh menus are really good but like they're all static images right yeah. but here like they're like they're like in-game models thing. yeah 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 so yeah, this is really good. Like, yeah, and it's not just a blue background. It's like, depends on where you are, the background will change up. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, the menus like are it. really like good. It. Yeah, um, the Chocobo can also sniff stuff, which is really cool. Like you can, and dig up stuff as well. So you, like, you can dig up treasures if you sniff and then you can find a path. And yeah, oh, there's yeah. this I'm, little... I'm doing that for hours, Genki. We, 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 we <laughs> sniffing and digging treasures. for hours, <laughs> Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you can find, there's this baby Chocobo as well that guides you to like rest points and uh, he's really cute and he can also guide you to where you're supposed to go um and yeah there's the rest benches and then they've got new animations for the rest benches like cloud puts down this uh cloth away where he's sitting yeah they got they added lots of little details to like you gotta, you gotta stay clean gotta stay clean i'm, I'm with it i like <laughs> yeah, it yeah, I like yeah it. it's cool yo yeah, got one of the cool reveals one of the biggest reveals you can swim oh yeah yo, i they, saw yeah. that <laughs> they are I doing think... everything man like yeah that was crazy wow so like when you was playing it, did you think like, oh, let me go over here and just let me see if we can No, swim? I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think of that. That's what I'm saying. Cause you probably that didn't even cross my like, mind. Oh, that's not gonna be no swimming in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I saw that on like YouTube and I was like, what? You can do that? I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to try it the next time. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything else you like from the, the demos or what you saw? Oh yeah, there's there's a there's a tons of stuff I'm liking from the demo, from the battle system. Uh I'm mm. loving what they did with the synergy system not oh, yeah, only yeah. did they give you like a big synergy attack like they did with like intermission uh ufi dlc but you also have like synergy like uh skill attacks where it doesn't take up atb but you're still like engaging within combat instead of that's a constant waiting which i didn't mind because i like the good blend between the the hybrid system of like uh action and and turn-based type ordeal um but for those people that want that action that constantly keep going uh, with the combat they have they have stuff there for you to keep the the battle engaging and keep it going so yeah i mm -hmm. i i'm digging a lot i'm liking the music as well oh, um yeah, from what i've seen so you know you have the whatever area region music and then it flows right into the battle music and it flows right back i'm like oh man that is like that is that is godlike to me <laughs> like <you> know, <laughs> i'm a sucker for yeah. that stuff right there like music menus it, it builds more, you know, ambiance for the game, man. So yeah, like everything that I'm seeing so far, the stuff that you have mentioned on Twitter, it's like everything I, I really wanted um, in the next iteration of this game. 
you know, like they, I feel like they they're listening a lot to a lot of fan feedback. They're taking that stuff to heart. They're making sure that they have a proper, you know, Final Fantasy game there. No, no bash on sixteen because I love sixteen a lot. But I feel like with um, Creative Business One here, they they have faith in like having gamers figure stuff out where you don't have to oversimplify everything. Figure it out, have fun with the game, but you still have things in place where if you don't want to figure it out, you can still have fun with the game. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like the systems that they got in place is for all gamers where you, you can be from the beginner to the advanced Final Fantasy fan where you're going to constantly go into these, these material bills and, you know, these class bills and constantly try to get the most way you can get out of the combat and all that, you know, and I, and I love that, man. Adding all the exploration stuff as well. I think that's super dope, you know, constantly giving people an incentive to explore or, or do this hunt or do stuff like the stuff that I'm seeing. I was just like, mm. I, I, I can definitely see myself living in this game, <laughs> you know? So I'm just happy from what I'm seeing. Yeah. 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 It looks amazing. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Are you looking forward to like the mini games as well in the, in the game? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, seeing the mini games back in the, in the, um, from the trailer. Uh, yeah, yeah. got me really excited as well. There's certain mini game. I'm happy that they didn't bring the basket. I don't know if the basketball one is back, but that okay. one, oh my god, you know what I mean? That was a pain. That was a pain for me when I was a kid. In the PS4 version, I got better at it. Where I was like, oh, I was getting you know a lot of the GP points or whatnot. But um, yeah, to seeing some of the mini games come back, I'm super super excited. I like the fact how they talk about um this new card game. Oh, uh, yeah. It's called Bloody Blood Phoenix or Blood King, Queen, something Queen, like that. Yeah, it was Queen's Blood. I think Queen's was. Blood. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I like the fact that they 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 have a new mini game in there, but they incorporating like narrative elements to it, like giving like a side quest kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. one thing I did love in Intermission was the Fort Condor mini Ooh, game. Yeah, I love that. that too. Hell out of yeah, that. Yeah, that man. was really good. <laughs> yeah, and seeing them play more within the world, like a new mini game within this world that everybody plays and whatnot. I'm really, really enjoying that. So can't wait to play it. Yeah, that looks like it'll be like an expansion of like the Fort Condor kind of thing. So yeah, that looks like it'll be really cool. If you could like collect yeah. cards around the world and then use them. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And build your decks up. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Very yeah. exciting. We also uh, heard that this new game will be around uh, 40 to 50 hours. And that's just to complete the main story and nothing else. So that's quite an improvement. I think Remake took around 30 or 40 hours to the main story um but yeah there's so much content in this and they said like it'll be over 100 hours if you want to do everything so that's really impressive as well yeah i i can't i can see it i can see it from like digging up everything you know um creating whatever uh like items from the the synthesis uh thing that they have there i forgot what they call it uh the mini games the golden uh saucer yeah i can see myself more than 100 hours even with remake i had way i have like over like almost 300 hours in the ps4 version and the oh, ps5 damn. version i'm close to like 200 i've I been i love the hell out of it i play that game like over and over oh, and yeah. try to i watched some of your games. um videos like your uh weiss or vice uh oh, yeah, weiss, boss fight. yeah weiss, yeah weiss, boss fights i watched them with those <laughs> those were cool that's yeah, really that, tough that battles, was, but it's really good that was one boss battle like that wasn't my first time beating them that was like my second time because i learned about a new like mm. play style to to beat them much faster and more efficient and i was like mm, let me try it because you know um i saw somebody talk about it i was like okay that that makes sense 
Let me change my build up and let me do it. And it took me a while, but I learned it. And I, and I was like, oh, I got to upload this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of my yeah. first the first time I beat him, I was like, let me do it. Let me do the second one. This looks cooler. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I, I love stuff like that, man. Uh, and I, I'm going to do the same thing when it comes to, you know, rebirth with the battles and all the the secret bosses and all that stuff in there. So, yeah, I'm yeah, very, very excited. yeah. I really love the combat in like the remake game or in in these uh, remake and rebirth. And like, yeah, like that Weiss uh, battle. It took me like four hours. I was like trying repeatedly oh, yeah. for like four hours just to beat him. <laughs> And like that's how oh, yeah, good the combat alone, is. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I'm really looking forward to like the new combat. And it seems like they added this new element with those um synergy abilities. Um mm -hmm. so like I think if you press R or L one, then you get a new menu um pop up, um which is different from remake. So like yeah, they're they're adding more complexity to the combat and uh yeah, there's there's a lot more fun to be had. As they should, man. That's 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 why I said like the fact that they are uh you know trusting of the the gamer for the gamer to figure things out you know where yeah there's we added more layers to the combat but i'm pretty sure you know gamers will figure it out and when they figure it out it's going to be even more fun you know mm -hmm. so i'm loving that yeah and yeah i'll check out your uh, combat videos when in the future as well. oh yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> definitely gonna have like a combat videos tutorial stuff it's i got a whole stuff planned for that game for awesome. real <laughs> yeah and all the characters have like their different modes like like the strong mode uh the strong mm -hmm. stance and stuff like that so yeah that's also cool like sephiroth also has a different mode as well and yeah that was really awesome as well oh yeah, nice see. so yeah they will have their own uh unique uh battle styles so that's awesome um yeah and uh also um yeah the, it looks like they're changing up the story a bit like they said they'll keep all the main stuff so like og fans don't worry all the stuff you loved will be in the game but it just might be switched up a bit you know like uh, they're gonna make things a bit more unexpected and not exactly like flow how the original game goes they already said they're changing up the order which you visit different locations and um it also looks like um the ending they like uh, kitase said that what happens there is going to be a big surprise development and yeah he said he wants to hook people to get them interested and motivated to see what happens in the final part of the series and what happens there is going to be like a big surprise uh where, what did you think of those statement and how like they're changing things up a bit from the original oh yeah yeah i i, I listen one of my favorite people in gaming is yoshinori katase and you met him, Genki. So, oh, yo. yeah, I got to meet him. <laughs> yeah, that was oh, funny. yo, yeah. yo, I, yo I was like I said, me. I was smiling ear to ear for you, man. Oh, I was thanks, like, man. Genki, you met Yoshi. I was like, what? Oh, my God. That was this crazy. is like my hero right here, man. I was like, yo, yeah. I, 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 you, you don't understand. It, it took all my strength to like not DM. He was like, Genki, actually, this, actually. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do that oh, to yeah. you. I ain't going to fluster you like that. But I was like, yo, that was, that was clean. That was lit, man. Oh, yeah. That was really lucky because like I was just um, hanging around taking some uh, videos of the Square Enix booth. And then he was mm -hmm. just standing there, like talking to someone. I was like, oh, snap, he's there. But and then I was like, I just ran over to him. I was like, oh, Akitasa-san, uh, please come and take a picture. And he was like, okay, sure. And then like the nice lady took a picture for us. And then I just said goodbye because nice. I didn't want to bother him too much. But yeah, it was just uh, really nice that he was like uh, really happy to take a picture with me. So that was awesome. Yeah, and I, yeah, I hope you I, can I visit uh, TGS uh, in the future. And then you probably bump into Katase as well. If you hang, oh, out, yeah, if you for sure, man. hang around the square and it's booth enough. 
for sure. It's de- it's definitely like one of my bucket lists that I, I got to check off, man. To to go to Japan in general and to go to TGS for sure. Like I got to, you yeah, know. Yeah. But as far as the comments, um, yeah, I, I'm liking it. This is this is kind of in vain with like what I've been saying before. Even Rebirth was like even announced mm-hmm. as far as like how it can go with the story. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of plot twists, but eventually everything is going to line up the same. Like mm-hmm. they already given the hints and the, the, the nods where, you know, Aerith is, is trying her best to see wh- how many ways that she can come up with, like not, not to, uh, to have her just die or sacrifice herself to save the planet. And she knows what's going to be happening. That's why she's so like, she was so, uh, you know, for forward, like, uh, so forward to like destroy the harbingers of fate or destroy the, you know, the, the little ghost things there. Cause she wants to change her destiny as far as like, no, there's probably another way or looking for a different way. But mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to play around with that. And with the clashing of all these worlds, Zach is definitely going to be a, a huge integral part as far as like, she's trying to change, you know, air of sacrificing herself. Mm-hmm. So, she can go into the live stream and, uh, well, not sacrifice herself, but she ended up dying where she can control Holy to, to, to fend off Meteor. Um, I feel like that fate is, is going to happen, but with Rebirth, they're going to try their best to like trick you that it's not going to happen. So I, I even feel like when it comes to the, the second game, she is not going to have that, that typical ending of herself, but in the, in the next game, uh, she will, you know what I mean? Because it's going to be unavoidable for the greater good, for the planet. This is what needs to happen. And somehow, some way, so, you know, that person is going to, you know, you know, stab her and kill her and whatnot, where she, you know, is one with the live stream and can now use Holy to control it to stop the meteor. But we'll see, man. I I'm, I, I got a lot of faith in these guys. Uh, you know, these are the original creators of the game. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they did a wonderful job of remake where they kept you on your toes uh, with a lot of that stuff. They did play with your mind as far as like, yeah, now you get to choose your destiny and what's going on. And everything I'm seeing so far, what they're saying, what I played, I'm loving it. So I have, I have the utmost faith in them as far as delivering a product where new people and the old fans will, will love this, uh, you know, second iteration of the remake. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel that as well. And yeah, I feel that trust in the development because, like, yeah, what they've done so far is really cool. And it'd be interesting to see, like, they got this new chapter with Zach, they said, like, because Zach yeah. will be playable, I guess. Cause they haven't really said directly that he'll be playable, but we're kind of assuming there's, like, I think they said there's going to be a new section where we're playing as Zach. And it'll yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see. Yeah, new episode with Zach. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays and uh, what kind of story changes they're making uh, with that as well. And they kind of, they kind of uh, retconned um, Angeal's Buster uh, Blade or his Buster Sword. Like Zach's Buster Sword was much different with the gold trims at the 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 you know the handle part of the. Oh the, yeah, yeah. From the original. But now they just made. Yeah. yeah, they made everything now looking like how clouds you know, you know, changes to the Buster Sword is now. That's like the default look now. So mm-hmm. I see on both of them, <laughs> you know, I think, I think both, yeah, both of them is all on, on the box art, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it's, you're definitely going to be playing as us uh, for sure, man, which very popular character from what I'm hearing in Japan. So I think a lot of people are mm-hmm. excited about that. Be, uh, be excited to see the new, like that gameplay as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, there's a lot of characters in this game so that you can play as, so 
that's really cool and yeah i really enjoyed playing yeah as all the different characters yeah red 13 a quick shout out to red 13 finally playable and yeah he felt really good as well so yeah i'm really excited for that and i had one quick uh question about oh yeah we got the official confirmation about how to pronounce kate sith's name and yeah it's, <laughs> yeah that, that kind of blew up on twitter and yeah i guess uh in the in japanese it's ketoshi like i think it's based on like some gaelic um word um mm-hmm. or character um but yeah they officially confirmed the english pronunciation which is uh kate sith oh uh, yeah which is how i was pronouncing it because like <laughs> from the original one because i originally played in the english so i was pronouncing it like that anyway <laughs> so yeah that's good uh we got the confirmation for people who are confused yeah i'm i'm the same way um i always said uh kate sith you know from you know from being a little kid to now um it, it it's actually funny that i didn't learn about this whole debate and this back and forth <laughs> between factions of how people said uh this this character's name yeah. until twitter you know yeah, i'm like why, why are people getting at me or why are people saying this about you know it's catchy and this and that i was like hey man however it is like even if it was like catchy i feel like i'm so used to saying the character's name was kate sif yeah. and the fact that you know today they came out i was like hey just just to okay. let you guys know this is how you pronounce the name i was like okay <laughs> we was right the whole time you know so i think it, yeah it's good that they set things straight and like yeah hopefully the uh people stop arguing over it soon oh no they, they're they still arguing here. <laughs> oh, yeah. i've seen some tweets of like square no oh, yeah. you're wrong how can you mispronounce it now i was like yo how can you tell the creators the people that are making the game how their yeah. character is pronounced like they're the ones that created this character but yeah, yeah. hey man hopefully yeah. more people buy it due to this this discourse <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, overall, yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, Rebirth. That's like my most anticipated game uh, for next year, easily by far. And yeah, I just can't wait to play it. Yeah, I pre-ordered the the collector's edition, so getting the 19 inches of Sephiroth. Um, yeah. It's quite pricey in Japan, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> I had to get it. <laughs> pretty, pretty penny, I would. Yeah, yeah. Like I, like normally, like when I pre-order, like you know, with Square Store. Like they would charge you, then they refund you. I was like, no, I don't want no refund. I'd say, yo, charge it because I, I I want to lock this in, you know. <laughs> so it's locked in, it's good to go, and I I can't wait to have my 19 inches of Seth Rollins. <laughs> pause. Pause. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about um rebirth? Yeah, I know you're looking forward to it a lot as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um. Yeah, I pretty much, pretty much, you know, the stuff, the same sentiments that you shared on Twitter, the same, uh, when I watch your impressions video, um, like I, I can feel the excitement, you know, in your, in your, I can hear the excitement in your voice as well. And yeah, I'm, 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 I'm right there with you, man. I'm very excited. I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. I'm kind of scared to watch the next trailer because I know how mm-hmm. Square Enix can be when it oh, comes yeah. to their trailers, but the excitement is too much there. It's, it's like, there's no way I'm going to, you know, miss it. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to play in this game, dive into it, you know, create content for it. And, um, you know, just talk about it when, you know, we complete it, you know, and give our thoughts and whatnot about it. So yeah, this is my most anticipated game as well, uh, for 2024, right after that is grand blue fantasy relink. But, Ooh. um, yeah, they come out the same month 
I'm going to play Grand Blue to my heart's content because I'm a big fan of that series. But yeah, when that Final Fantasy hit, everything's getting shut down. Everything. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for coming on to talk about uh, Rebirth. And yeah, I hope they can have you on again to talk uh, more Rebirth uh, in the future. When the Absolutely. game comes out. Or yeah, I hope they'll, they'll drop that demo uh for the public like a month before release i think they'll do that probably so yeah that'd be cool as well um uh, okay so moving on to the next story which is um jim ryan retires as playstation boss in march 2024 and this is by liam croft at push square uh said sony has announced playstation boss jim Re- Ryan will be retiring from his role in March 2024 and to help the transition um, Hiroki Totoki will assume the position of chairman of Sony Interactive Entertainment from next month and uh, Hiroki Totoki will also become the um, interim CEO uh, from April next year. And Jim Ryan said after 30 years I have made decision to retire from SCI in March 2024. I have relished the opportunity to have a job I love in a very special company, working with great people and incredible partners. But I found it increasingly difficult to reconcile living in Europe and working in North America. I said, I will leave having been privileged to work on products that have touched millions of lives across the world. PlayStation will always be a part of my life and I feel more optimistic than ever about the future of SEI. I want to thank Yoshida-san for placing so much trust in me and being an incredibly sensitive and supportive leader. Uh, so yeah, we got this uh, kind of bombshell that Jim Knight Ryan will be retiring as the uh, CEO of PlayStation, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on this this news that we got? Wow, we, wow, we, wow, we, wow. Man, what a bombshell right there, uh, Genki, man. Uh, when I saw this, I was very, very shocked, you know what I mean? Because Jim Ryan has been pretty uh, active, you know, uh, when it comes to the Activision, you know, acquisition with Microsoft, when it comes to, you know, announcing the portal, the PlayStation portal, you know, talking about, you know, the live service games and whatnot. And then to see him going to be retiring in 2024 uh, was definitely a shocker. I didn't see that one coming for sure. Um, I can understand it, though. Uh, you know, working for a company for that much years and all that travel can take a toll on you. So, you know, his, his reason is a wise retiring. I can definitely feel some of that because I don't want to travel that much, but the, the times where I do travel for work, it is, it is exhausting. And it, I, I'm pretty sure it's not as long as what Jim Ryan been doing from going to, you know, America to Japan and Europe and back to America and to Asia. And, you know, that could, that could be taxing uh, for all those years. But under his tenure, um, I do appreciate a lot of things that Jim Ryan has done. But mm-hmm. I do also have a lot of, like, you know, cons with him as well. So I do appreciate that, you know, he always incentivized and always kept PlayStation at the forefront of all of his plans of what he's trying to do. Even when it came to third-party games or whatnot, PlayStation was the forefront. PlayStation was the 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 front piece for wanting to have people play these games on his platform where you know you have dlc content that's exclusive you know or time exclusive or whatnot he went he went for a lot of these you know um third-party games really really strategically and smart you know some of the biggest third-party games aligned themselves with playstation onto him as well um you know and keeping playstation in the green 
you know, PlayStation has made the most revenue, most profit under his his watch and his tenure, which is always great to see. My biggest issue with Jim Ryan is the fact of the lack of Japanese essence that PlayStation once had under his watch. You know, we lost, you know, studios like, uh, you know, Japan Studios. And I felt like that Jap- Japanese essence went away from PlayStation where they focused more on a European centric type, uh, you know, ordeal. You know, um, I feel like, yeah, when it comes to him, he definitely has like those third party marketing deals set up with a lot of these Japanese developers, but that PlayStation first party stuff was just gone. That PlayStation, you know, you know, like double A smaller type build games were just gone because Jim is always trying to make sure that PlayStation is in the up and up when it comes to money. Also, I feel like when it comes to the rapport that is built for from the PlayStation gamer, uh, I feel like some of that got lost under his watch as well because we didn't have things like the PlayStation experience. I don't know if you remember that game, where PlayStation for like mm. about three, no, it was like four or five years. Oh, wow. They, had they did these, that many? Yeah, it was like, it, it, was, it was from 2014. Mm. So it was like four years, 2014 to 2018, where okay. they had these PlayStation experience events in like California and whatnot. And yeah. it, it's like people all over the world. That was PlayStation fans all over the world coming to this one location to celebrate, to talk to the PlayStation developers and execs. And you mm. just see them. Like, you know how you see, you was just at TGS, you know, uh, Katasi-san was just right there, just chilling at the Square Enix booth. That's how it was for, like the PlayStation-centric, uh, you know, developers and whatnot uh, was there at the showcase. And that stuff built a, a, a nice rapport between knowing the gamers and what they kind of feel and what they want and knowing what the developers is going for and feel. You get to have that personal interaction, that talk. Mm. You know, I even, I met Sean Layton there. And that's oh, yeah. what landed that's that. Awesome. That's what landed that interview. Oh yeah, what's yeah. Go watch that interview on what? Yeah, that's Sean Nathan interview. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah he re- he remembered that talk. You know, um, he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, there's no way I could turn you guys down because you guys sent me the picture. I do remember talking, and I'm here. You know what I mean? So that stuff, I missed that from PlayStation. It feel like it felt like you know, I know that's not the case, but it just felt like it. Like it was like a cold shoulder where we're not interacting with the fan base so much um, on PlayStation. I know that's not the fact, but it just feels like it um, on the Jim Ryan. But at the end of the day, I was very, I was very surprised how many people were celebrating um, and like, you know, dancing, mm-hmm. parading, somebody retiring like that. I was just like, it's very disrespectful. Yeah, that was strange. It's very tasteless. You know, like, yeah, Jim has done a lot for PlayStation and I appreciate all that stuff. He's not perfect, but I do appreciate all the stuff that he has done for PlayStation. Um, and all the games that he brought uh, to PlayStation VR, all that stuff, VR two, all that stuff was amazing. So you know, he definitely be missed for sure. You know what I mean? But we'll see under the new leadership. I think uh, Hiroki Totoki, I think that's the name. If I mispronounce, I'm sorry. He still shared the same sentiments uh, with um, Jim Ryan as well when it comes to a lot of things. So we'll see how PlayStation goes um, from there. Um, under, you know, him just overseeing or watching until they get a new CEO. Yeah, I thought it was strange that people were celebrating, like, uh, a bit over-celebrating, like Jim Ryan. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, first we have to give him, uh, like, respect because, like, he was working at Sony for 30 years, which is kind of crazy to think about it. And, like, he's a big reason of, uh, like, behind PlayStation's success, especially in Europe, where they were, like, dominating for a long time. And even now they're they're doing really well like the brand is uh probably at the best place ever or almost like yeah with like the game sales and playstation 5 is doing really well across the world 
So yeah, I think we people should give uh, his props for for that for that stuff for sure. Yeah, as he said, like um, yeah, there was a few points that also I didn't like about Jim Ryan. Like yeah, as he said, like he wasn't as personable as some other CEOs, and um, yeah, his like focus on like uh, on more on the, like Western markets and Europe and um, taking away a lot from Japan. Uh, also, I didn't like that as well. Um, but yeah, overall, yeah, I think he did a good job. But um, yeah, there are some things I didn't like as well. I think, it, yeah, I think uh, Hiroki Totoki, he's like, I think he's more like a businessman, like a, like a numbers guy. <laughs> so like, I'm not sure how he would do as like the boss of PlayStation. Like, uh, he seems like this like calculated, like mastermind, like strategy, business strategy dude. So yeah, I think he's quite different from Jim Ryan, but yeah, I think he works well for as a Sony boss, but or so, like COO, but I'm not sure how, if he could do that job like the playstation job so yeah, yeah i think they would have to find yeah. someone else yeah I, I wish they would find somebody um very business savvy but also can tap in with like being a gamer as well mm. you know like i said yeah, jim yeah. ryan is very business savvy but when it comes to the personal relationships with gamers and you know being a gamer um i think that's where he lacks i think he had a good eye for what the gamer do like though because under mm. him i i I really can't say when it comes to the output of games other than like PlayStation now, I feel like we don't know what first party is doing, you know, with a lot of the studios, but when it comes to the output of games, he did a great job. PlayStation five is the best lineup, um, you know, PlayStation ever had like a launch lineup, you know, and uh, PlayStation four ended really, really well. You know, a lot of that stuff was set up with Sean, but you know, just transitioning and carrying that over. He did really, really well uh, with that stuff. So, I can't really say too many flaws uh, with him other than those, you know, other aspects. I just felt like PlayStation, you know, even though they, you know, had Herman Hulse say things in the interviews about they're not forgetting their J Japanese heritage and where they came from as PlayStation. I don't see that presented from mm -hmm. a first party standpoint. Yeah, you know, same thing. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, about that. Yeah, I also like I had. Um, yeah, it's kind of a shame how they, they basically like bailed out of Japan like mostly apart from polyphony digital polyphony. Yeah, yeah. and um team asobi but um what i heard from about team asobi is like they were quite separate from japan studio in the first place because they were more of a like um connected to the playstation hardware and like uh, more connected to the main body of sony interactive entertainment like because they were more like developing the tech demos for the hardware and that kind of stuff they weren't really like as closely linked to like the japan studio part of japan studio even though they were in the same building so yeah they completely like, like closed off branch. yeah yeah different branch yeah so they were kind of separate to japan studio even though like they're working in the same building um they were working on like their own like uh like tech demos and hardware pro projects like as opposed to like the games that japan studio were making so they completely closed down like the Japan side of things <laughs> if, if you put it in that perspective. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, it wasn't just like people, everyone just shifted to Team Asobi. Like most of those people did unfortunately get laid off and like had to find new jobs or went to form their own studios. So yeah, it was kind of sad that um, they uh, like closed down Japan studio. Like I understand cause like it was kind of a, like a bit of a mess. Uh, like I think once some stu Japanese studios they get too uh, set like traditional uh, like they become a bit rigid so it's kind of hard to be flexible and 
create new things like and i think that's what happened with japan studio they just became quite 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 rigid and um it was hard to create like new innovations and stuff like that and they had some mm-hmm. probably had some issues with like producers or management and stuff like that so that's probably why they decided to close it down but it was kind of sad they couldn't like try to fix it or like set up something else in in its place um like similar or like with a bit more better management yeah that was a bit sad so but yeah, hopefully in the new leadership they can uh, invest more in Japan again. Yeah, for sure. Because like even with like Team Asobi, I think they brought over like a European guy that's running the studio now. Um, yeah, yeah. His name for someone like an N. Um, but Nicolas yeah, Duchesne. I, I just, yeah, his name's Nicolas yeah, Duchesne. Yeah, something like that. I think that's yeah. sound right. He's uh, from right. France. Yeah. So yeah, and then he's the lead of the studio. Yeah. So it's already quite um like Western focused already, and like the leaders exactly. um, Westerner, and then focus on the more like um western type international games yeah and even even with team Asobi, like I, I i like team Asobi. i liked i like the astrobot rescue mm. mission i like yeah, astro playroom but they don't they don't produce so much um like japan studio one thing was good about them yeah they they co-developed like bloodborne and they mm. they did other like smaller like projects as well that keep yeah. that thing like flowing, for everybody's you know, golf with clap hands they yeah. Uh, exactly they cut off off that relationship yeah the gravity rushes the knacks you know i mean yeah like those games don't receive super super well but it it fills in a lot of the spaces between waiting for that triple a banger that you know everybody's waiting for playstation to to, to yeah yeah and after spider-man we might have a bit of a wait it looks like uh, at the moment exactly you know yeah so that would have been nice and, and, and what, what, what made me really upset is when um you know because i i love that i love the hell out of the last guardian like that that game made me tear up i did that game like live i live i live streamed that game that that entire playthrough and like that game have a, like a special place like i really love the hell out of that game and that's hearing the news like you know you know years later or whatnot and them closing down it's like why man like we need games like this in my opinion you know because i feel like if people go back and play some of these games like the gravity rushes the, the last guardians even neck you know as much as jokes people would tell like those games like it feels like a certain you know pl- placeholder until waiting for those big 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 triple even though i think last guardian was a big triple game but kind of missed that playstation man yeah yeah it would be nice to still have Ueda and all those other kind of cool games uh, like gen design team back on 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 the playstation but yeah it's a shame yeah hopefully they can uh the new ceo will will, uh, invest more in japan as well absolutely like they're doing a great job third party wise Mm -hmm. but you know we i want to see that playstation essence for these games as well you know with the budget um Mm -hmm. that some of these you know japanese developers or can get like somebody like um uh kamaya you know Mm -hmm. i feel like hey okay playstation kamaya he left platinum games Let's start a studio from the ground up, PlayStation Studio, Japanese studio, and have him build his team and, you know, hire whoever you need to hire, Mm. you know, and create a game from there. You know, I feel like they have more faith in that with like European and like, you know, um, you know, American type developers Mm. rather than their own territory where you know playstation known for yeah that would be cool yeah because they did give like developers like jade raymond like their own studio and stuff like that so they could do that with like uh, a kamiya or shinji mikami kind of guy who recently left tango gameworks or yeah or Mm -hmm. kamiya who recently left platinum that would be cool 
if they did that yeah that would be awesome yeah as you said okay so moving on to story number four um just a quick one is the playstation portal sells out in japan so um yeah we just got um the pre-orders for the playstation portal recently dropped in japan um at the end of september and uh, yeah the pre-orders sold out pretty much instantly um at all the online pre-order outlets in japan and uh, yeah i got my pre-order in as well which uh yeah it suits my situation because like i got um kids and um we have to share TV sometimes. So like, yeah, I'll be able to play games um, like whenever I like around the house and stuff and don't have to share the TV. Cause like uh, sometimes I'm playing games like uh, Resident Evil 4 or like, like really violent games. And you don't, you don't want to put that in front of the kids. (laughs) I don't vibe. So I think, um, yeah, but also to keep in mind, like uh, PlayStation in Japan, there's like a big scalping issue. Like a lot of PlayStation 5s are getting sold in other Asian countries, um, bought in Japan and resold in other Asian countries. Uh, And we don't know how many they shipped to Japan, like how many PlayStation portals they gave a stock to Japan. But overall, yeah, it's good to see it's getting um, sold out everywhere. And um, yeah, it's actually like selling um, and it seems to be doing well as a new peripheral for PlayStation. Uh, yeah, what do you think about that news? Yeah, when I when I saw the news, um, somebody actually tagged me in your in your tweet, oh, so really? I was like, oh wow! I said, oh they they must be they must be onto something here because I from what I've seen over here, people is despising this product, even oh, yeah, though I see yeah, yeah. a whole bunch of people starting to like uh, pre order it now. Mm. Um, where for me, I was just always curious in it. I don't necessarily I I, I feel like PlayStation mm. should go all out and create a full fledged handheld, but I do see the needs and a place uh, for this product as somebody that does remote play, you know, quiet from time to time, especially at, when I go into the office to work. Um, I do, I do see like, okay, there's, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a market here, whether it's popular or not, I don't know, but there's a market and, and seeing, you know, some prayers like, you know, an area like Japan and all those stores being sold out um, to me, I was like, okay, they onto something. Cause I know when it comes to that market, when Japan market, you know, they're, they're more inclined to play the handhelds and the smaller products and the small devices. So I'm just like, okay, they, they aren't, I guess they're onto something, but I did see the other stuff where you said there's a, there's a huge like scalping issue in Japan. Um, but regardless, I, I feel like it's still a good sign for the product that, you know, I feel like nobody had interest in, but mm-hmm. there's interest clearly there. Um, so regardless, like I'm not, I don't want to sound insensitive when I say that, but you know, looking at it from a PlayStation standpoint, they're looking at it as a sale to them, you know? Yeah. It's not going to like, you know, like, a, uh, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's house or whatnot, which it sucks. And it's, it's, it's sorry, but to, to PlayStation, they probably looking at it. It's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, people, <laughs> oh, people yeah. buying the product, you know, yeah. but it's still not even sold out sold here out. in the, in the U S uh, in the PlayStation direct store. It's still, it's still the pre-order. Oh, okay. So, so it's good that it's getting sold out in um, Japan. So yeah, that's a positive point. Yeah. I, 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 yo, I, I saw a lot of people jump on your tweet. Um, a lot of people trying to debunk you really quickly, even though you, you made it very clear, like, Hey, take this with a grain of salt. He was like, well, you know, it doesn't mean that <laughs> I was just like, listen, man, this, I'm just, I'm just looking what my brother, uh, you know, wrote, he, he put a whole bunch of stores that sold out in. That's a good sign to me for something that is that people yeah. call dead on arrival. So yeah, <laughs> definitely not saying. dead on arrival. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was way too much like jumping on the hate bandwagon when like, uh, people, it's like the cool thing to do to to dunk on the ps playstation portal but yeah i think there is definitely a market for it uh for like people like me so 
yeah, I th- yeah, I thought it was like people just jumping on the like hate bandwagon at the beginning, <laughs> for sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so uh, moving on to the uh, next story. Uh, we touched on it briefly, but um, yeah, um, Hideki Kamiya announced that he's leaving Platinum Games. Um, yeah, it was quite a sudden announcement. Yeah, Platinum Games announced that we regret to announce that Hideki Kamiya will be leaving Platinum Games on October 12th, 2023. We are truly grateful for his creative ideas, leadership, and contribution to the growth of Platinum Games for our, from our startup to this very day. And Kamiya said, um, as announced on the official Platinum Games Twitter account, I will be leaving Platinum Games on October 12th. This came after lots of consideration based on my own beliefs and was by no means an easy decision to make. However, I feel that this outcome is for the best. I will continue to create my Hideki Kamiya way and I hope you'll keep your eyes peeled. So yeah, the legendary developer Hideki Kamiya who worked on games like Resident Evil 2 and uh, Devil May Cry and Okami Beautiful Joe and uh, Bayonetta yeah he announced he's leaving Platinum Games uh, yeah what did you think of that news uh, Jay Byron yeah I was very shocked by this and this is why I mentioned it earlier as well like I'm a big fan of Camille he got me blocked on Twitter due to you know oh, he people... got you blocked uh, no, yeah because you know he, Camille he don't play around and you him. know people no I didn't even quote tweet him I, I don't really tweet at oh, developers or whatnot oh, okay. but no people tagged me in something oh. that they was trying to criticize him for and oh, he man. ended up ta- he ended up blocking everybody that was tagged in it, I, and oh, okay. you know that's how I got blocked by him. But okay. yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his work because Devil May Cry is like one of my favorite franchises in gaming, and he's started Devil May Cry. Big fan of the first game. I know he didn't work on the second game, he didn't work on the third game and whatnot, but he was a starting point off that character and how Dante is, even though they drastically changed it from the second game. But yeah, I'm a big fan of Bayonetta as well. I'm a huge fan of Bayonetta. I like Bayonetta series. Um, um, Bayonetta 2 is like one of my favorite action games. I love the hell out of that game. I know he did the first one, but it seems like he, the same thing, he's a starting point of a lot of those uh, franchises. So, yeah, seeing Platinum lose somebody like that, um, big staple um, developer or director um, for them, it's huge. And I'm just, I'm just curious to see, like, is is he gonna create a you know a new studio somebody gonna pick him up because yeah as you mentioned uh shinji um uh shinji mikami uh, yeah mikami yeah i think they worked together or something like that when it came to uh the resident evil series and whatnot so mm-hmm. you know you never know they can link up again um mm. you know yeah, that would be the, future, the so. most ideal situation <laughs> that'd be cool <laughs> if they linked up yeah yeah you know what i mean and i Personally, you know, as a as a PlayStation preferred uh, guy, I would definitely love to see PlayStation pick him up. But yeah, I, I, this is this was another shocker, man. This was another shocker. It was like Kamaya, Jim Ryan. <laughs> you know, I was like, whoa, what is going on in the industry? You know oh, yeah. what I mean? But hey, well, time things happens. Oh yeah, thanks for that, Jay Barry. And uh, yeah, one last story quickly um, is uh, yeah, we also got some news about the Last of Us multiplayer. Uh, apparently, it's being put on ice, according to. Kotaku sources and um, yeah this is from uh, Ethan Gatch on Kotaku and yeah he reported that some uh, contract workers for The Last of Us had been laid off or the contracts is uh, contracts ended early 
um, at least 25 developers were part of the downsizing, it said. And um, that we also got a source that said um, to Kotaku, uh, talking about the Last of Us multiplayer game, while not completely cancelled, is basically on ice at this point. Uh, yeah. So what do you think about that news, um, Jabari? Sad, sad news, man. Um, just seeing the excitement of, you know, when this game got, you know, announced, that they're doing a multiplayer game or whatnot to the state that we never even seen like an update for it, like a video update. We saw, you know, concept art and, you know, promises of letting us know more information about it that never came, that always got delayed. It is just not a good look uh, for Naughty Dog or PlayStation right now. The the thing that sucks about this this news is that I feel like stuff, articles like this can be handled and, and controlled by PlayStation. The reason why it looks so bad is because it's, it's coming from a third party source talking about internal stuff that's going on. Like if I feel like with Naughty Dog had the respect for their gamers, like they say they do, this information would just come out outright. You know, they did that with the, like the last, you know, before the summer hit, I think they hit you with a with a with a like a article or or one of those little tweet things that came out said you know the project is being delayed but we're working hard control that news keep us updated rather than having kotaku or whatever news source control that you know what i mean that's not a good look in my opinion mm-hmm. but yeah I, I i don't know i don't know man um i don't know when we're going to see this game when i see something put on ice that does that's not, yeah. that 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 you're you're almost there to cancel it. That that's what it means to me. Like you're you're you might not say cancel, but you're pretty close uh, to yeah, that. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's not a good look. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a shame. Like, yeah, it sounds like they're having troubles with the development of that game. From like the reports from Jason and Shreya about Bungie looking at it and saying, yeah, this is they have to change some things, and then this report saying it's on ice. So, but hopefully, yeah. They can fix it up or somehow yeah i don't know or pivot to focus more on their single player games that they've got working on um but yeah we'll see yep. uh, thanks for that jay uh okay yeah so um in this part we'll talk about what we've been playing so jay Barry, uh, is there any games you've been playing recently yeah absolutely man uh i've been dipping and dodging a lot of games man uh ethernites or ethernites is a game that i've been playing mm. um looking to complete that really soon uh, I, I, I'm very, very impressed with that game that's created by one person. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. amazing game. Um, street, uh, not street fighter. Yeah. Street fighter five. Actually. I mean, six, I'm actually playing that trying out Aki, uh, resident evil four, you know, playing the separate ways, DLC, mm, um, nice. dragon quest, um, you know, adventures of die, you know, I've been playing that got about like 12, 13 hours in that game. And uh, yeah, mm. just played you know Foam Stars uh, beta, which I really enjoyed. I dropped a you know video giving my you know thoughts on Adventures of Die and Foam Stars. Uh, those oh, nice. are live right now. So yeah, you know I've been I've been I've been I've been dipping and dodging in some games, uh, Genki man. You know, just waiting for that Spider Man. But we're gonna complete some games before Spider Man. Oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See you playing a lot of games at the moment. Yeah, I tried out the Foam Stars. Um, the beta, the beta that was on on the weekend and yeah it seems quite a fun and it was quite fun uh fun game um yeah i had some like connection issues like uh with the matchmaking but um yeah overall it seemed like like uh quite fun to do the matches and yeah. stuff and uh yeah i also like got um oh yeah shout out to square enix for providing the review code of um infinity stress dragon quest adventures of die yeah, I've also been playing that a bit as well, and 
yeah i like it i like the combat and stuff um i think like there's a lot of uh like cutscenes, like or like uh, like slideshow yeah. explanation mm-hmm. of the anime i think it's like taken straight from the anime and yeah. uh yeah and uh, yeah i wish they didn't have so many of those in the game uh maybe they could like yeah have their own cutscenes like in the in-game engine or like yeah even like show the anime without like just it's just steals from the anime with like narration over it mm-hmm. um but yeah but the gameplay is quite fun i'm enjoying that as well did you watch, watch the dragon quest die anime oh yeah I, i'm a big fan of the anime i'm a big fan of the manga um, oh, okay. I, when I nice. watched the anime the first time, I was just watching the subtitles because they didn't have the, the dub. Um, that got me into reading the manga. Then uh, recently, I just rewatched everything um, in English dub. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Dragon Quest. So um, I like Die a lot. I think he's a super OP character. Like the game is really, really fun. I just wish a lot of the stuff that Die is doing within the anime and the manga they presented that here in the demo. I mean, in the, in the game, mm. um, that's like, even like on the movement side of thing, they do have the abilities and all that stuff there, but the movement that feel a little bit grounded to me. Um, but yeah. overall I am having a lot of fun with the game. I think now that I unlock like Hunkle, oh man, like <laughs> now I'm like having really, really fun. Hunkle is like a beast <laughs> in this game. So, um, I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it for real. But they do have some glaring issues, though. And you said one of them, how they're telling, retelling the story. Yeah, they need to catch up with the times um, with that. Like, that is very PS3, mm-hmm. you know, days of telling the story. Okay, so thank you so much, Jay Barry, for being on the show today. Yeah, it was a lot of fun talking about uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And, uh, yeah, a lot of um, Japanese games and, like, how you got into games. It was really fun um yeah and i really appreciate your work on um, the wops podcast and your youtube channel uh, with the gameplay and stuff so yeah definitely go check out uh, jay barry on his website yeah so oh uh, yeah please let people know where they can find you yeah absolutely man uh you can find me on twitter jay barry underscore on twitter you can also find me on youtube jay barry but you can mostly find me on what's up playstation podcast that is what's up playstation on youtube where we do a pod, we do a PlayStation centric podcast with my bro, my brother from another mother, um, gaming with Persona. You know, big shout mm. out to Persona Man. Um, yeah, where you know for Persona. years we was talking about doing something like this, and we finally did it. Where awesome. you know we just wanted to focus on PlayStation, talk about PlayStation. So if you guys are interested in stuff like that, you know, come on through and uh, you know show some love there. And trust me, we don't bring up other platforms. <laughs> you know, uh, we keep it very PlayStation there. So. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate the invite, though, uh, Genki, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you and chopping it up with you, man. Like I said, I love the passion that you have for, you know, video games and the Japanese culture and Japanese games. And uh, I just I, I like how authentic you are as well when it comes to your approach and how you deliver your, your content, man. I think you're doing a great job. Um, I love the fact that you're doing more YouTube as well. And, um, yeah, I just wish you nothing but the best, man. So oh, yeah. thank you so much, Jaybar. Yeah, same to you, man. Uh, yeah, all the best uh, with everything. Yeah, you guys are doing an amazing job and yeah, really entertaining and awesome content. So yeah, definitely go check out Jay Barry and uh, the What's Up PlayStation podcast. Okay, uh, thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the Gamer Get podcast. If you have any feedback or suggestions, please let me know. You can also support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash Genki Gamer. That's patreon.com slash G-E-N-K-I-G-A-M-E-R. 
to get future episodes of the podcast one day early and also to get your questions answered on the show. Thanks so much for being on the show and thanks so much for your time, Joe Barry. Uh, Yeah, and thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.